office plant life, coffee at McDonald's, and how to structure your retirement. On the next Give Me Some Truth. You gotta leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Uh, we have a uh, interesting group here in the in the booth uh, and an interesting conversation going on. This was happened before we hit the record button, but we're talking about fiddle something, f- plant ferns or something. Hannah, what? Uh, the phrase you're looking for, Nate, is fiddle leaf fig tree. Fiddle leaf fig tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it produce figs? Oh, I'm on board if it produces figs. I that that is unknown. I suspect no. It's so um, like uppity that it doesn't produce the fruit that it says that it's supposed to produce. Some things are for form and not function. And oh, a fiddle leaf fig tree is one of them. But it is a very happy looking tree. Okay, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about in the booth today. But it was the conversation that happened before the record button got uh, pressed. And we started to uh, dive down this path of how to replace the plant we have in the front window of uh, the recording booth. Because Clint is got a vendetta against it i don't what is the what kind of plant is it i don't even know what kind of plant this is it's called a half dead plant we've kept in the office for way too long oh it's just mm-hmm. sateful we nursed this thing back to health too from like from actual death nursed it back to health and, and even to this point it looks like bamboo yeah i think it is something some sort that of like bamboo type tree. my mind yeah okay well hmm. you it's time to harvest it <laughs> <laughs> We have exactly enough for three walking sticks. <laughs> if you tape them all together. Right. Or yeah, right. Or one if you tape them all together. <laughs> all right. We, uh, as usual, we digress. So uh, myself, Nate, Mitch, Clint, and Hannah are in the booth today. We're talking about, um, well, well, we're kind of playing around with the title, um, but it's really different forms of retirement or how we've seen clients ease into retirement and, and what it means for them. Um and it's an interesting topic because I think most people get their uh, uh, thoughts on retirement from movies or television shows of um, what it's supposed to be. And then we've seen clients that go into the first month or six months or a year of retirement, and they have a totally different experience of what it actually is. Um, as uh, somewhat uh, uh, Give Me Some Truth podcast celebrities to this point, uh, Clint's parents uh, we'll start with them. Clint, tell the little story about your parents and how they retired and the different paths that they took. Well, my mom was a school teacher, and so she taught in the uh, parochial school districts to start her career, and then she went to the public schools after that. She taught third grade and fifth grade, and she retired relatively early. Uh, she retired I think she was like 55 or 57 when she retired. So it's relatively early from the standpoint of an educator. Uh, she had just kind of reached the end of, of the road there. You know, she had taught for literally like 30 years and um, she wanted to make sure that she was going out on top and being as good a teacher as she possibly could. So I think she left at the right time. It was kind of like a professional athlete that leaves their field when uh, they decide that they're going to go out on top rather than, you know, a slow decline and then, uh, getting caught or whatever. So, you know, you, we've all had that teacher, you know, that's like 65 years old and just hates it. Just, yeah. Hates yeah. It. They just don't enjoy their job anymore. <laughs> and it's like, you, you're supposed to like kids when you're a teacher. 
<laughs> it's a little bit of a problem if you don't actually like the the people that you're around every day. Right. So I feel like I've also had those teachers that are 65 that have never liked their job. So that's my that might be a whole different category and discussion uh, right there. Agreed, right. agreed. Agreed. And that's why teachers, a good teacher, is so special. And uh, you know, I think they do just a tremendously good job. They're underpaid. And so my mom was ready though to retire at that time. Uh, my dad, fortunately, did well for himself. He was uh, worked in the federal government, and he uh, he worked. You know, he did tax and money laundering laundering cases. He was part of the Treasury Department, uh, so he was he was doing that. And so he he loved to work. Um, he lived to work, and uh, it's been well. He, he actually works a little bit now even. So I think the interesting part about that is he's retired numerous times and he also hopped right back into work shortly after uh, quitting. And the nuance of the government was that because he was an, an agent, he was a special agent, and because part of the things they have to do is they have to carry a gun, they have to have you know physical training and prowess and everything like that, uh, they actually require you to retire from being an agent. And he, uh, he did not want to go into management. He had no, no desire to be a, a manager. And so, therefore, it's kind of a forced sort of retirement. You, can't, you didn't want to just push paper. You wanted to be on the street. And so he retired and then became a consultant and then said repeatedly that he was going to retire. And he'd retire for a couple months, and then he'd get another job. And uh, he just kept getting hired. And to this day, even this year, he's going to do some work. Uh, and so he's a money laundering um, well, he, he's not an expert at money laundering. He's a money laundering expert. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and so yeah. he still does. We're going to get a different kind of call in after this podcast <laughs> is released. I'm going to call my dad. We'll put him on the line and record it. Yeah. What are you, what are you saying, Clint? But uh, yeah, so. Um, so I think it's a, good, it's a good illustration though. Two people that did it completely different, both enjoyed from what, at least the interactions that I've had with them, have enjoyed the paths that they've taken. They've not taken those out of, necessity or, or for any other reason, they've chosen to do that, but two very different, um, ways of doing it. And I think that's the, the question that I think is, is being posed or that we want people to think about, um, when they listen to this podcast is, is retirement for everybody? Um, and, and then the step beyond that is, you know, and what kind of retirement, um, would you like to have? I mean, Mitch, you've got some thoughts on this and some experience as well. I sure do. And for my experience, there, I have clients all across the map as far as ones that truly hang up the cleats, right? When they're done, they are done. I have other clients that, similar to Clint's father, retire, and sometimes not even a year goes by and they're back at work. On a more personal level, I have my, my dad is still working. My mom retired also pretty early. She was 58, I want to say, when she retired. So kind of similar to, to Clint's family there too. So my mom retired at 58 and she is one that stays very active and busy during her time, but it's not for income, right? She's no longer going to work. She's no longer collecting a paycheck. She's doing all sorts of different things, some fun, some helping out, some volunteering, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? She's keeping her days quite booked. And I think it's a very satisfying thing. She's spending time with grandparents, all this great activity, right? But it's no longer for a paycheck. My dad, on the other hand, he's still working and he'll probably work for, I could see five plus for sure. I could see 10 years in his case, but he's one of those where it's 
it's a you got to give him the gentle reminder of dad make sure you have something to do <laughs> if and when you retire just have some sort of plan as far as how are you going to spend your time so in my case it is it is somewhat similar to to Clint's case there well we just we wanted to shine a light on the fact that there's no right or wrong way to do it um but there are um pitfalls if you will um from the extent that a lot of people assume that they will just kind of adhere to what retirement is uh, and not really realize that you have to chart out what it's going to be and how you're going to do it. Uh, it won't just kind of form itself for you. And I think the people that, that uh, go into retirement with just this, well, let's just see what happens kind of attitude or this, well, I'll just kind of figure it out when I get there. Uh, they definitely have... Um, you know, results that are mixed. Uh, I think you could even say that, that we've seen some some clients that go into that and don't find the satisfaction that they think is going to be waiting there for them. And we also have clients too that are right at their retirement age pretty much. And we're helping them navigate the decisions where we run their financial plan and financially things look all right, right? But they actually then kind of get cold feet. They're like, all right, I'm going to do it next year at age 65, let's say. But then they get to that point where they probably financially could hang it up, but they're like, hold on, I get cold feet. You know, I don't know if I can do this. I don't necessarily have a plan. How am I going to spend my time? And then they end up working another year, maybe another two years, right? And it takes a little time to really accept that decision in some cases. And I think that extra work almost is, is because they haven't thought about it. And unfortunately, when you think about it that way, uh, they might have been able to have another year or two of retirement and dictating their own course. But but chose not to only because the default of just going to work for another year or two was easier than trying to figure out what they wanted to do. I think the big question when you're contemplating this, and this is really why we like to where we prefer to use the phrase work optional rather than retirement is why are you retiring? So like in my dad's case, it wasn't really a choice for him. He was required to retire from the federal government's perspective uh, other clients have been, you know, maybe downsized. Uh, we've we heard some clients, you know, some of their businesses got sold, and, and then they have to exit, and it's really forced upon them. But for the vast majority of people, they have choice. And because they have choice and they get to pick when they retire, the, the, the question should be, why are you retiring? Some people might say, well, you know, I feel like I've completed all the work that I have to do, and that's great. And some other people just say, uh, well, I'm retiring because I I have enough money and I've determined that I just want to do something else. And that's great too. But then what is your next gig going to be and how related is it going to be to what you're currently doing? I think that's a great point, Clint. And, and um, we've specifically steered clear in this podcast uh, of the question, how much do I need to retire financially? What does it take to retire? That's not what we're talking about today. Uh, and we've done that for a specific reason, because as Clint alluded to in his, um, in his comment, um, defining it purely by I'm going to retire when I have enough money, uh, while that's a component of it, if you haven't then figured out what your life is going to look like afterwards and you just say, okay, well, now I don't have enough money, so now I'm going to retire, uh, you're leaving out a huge part of what uh, the decision should be based on, which is not just money, but what are you then going to do with your time and how are you going to fill your days? We've had some really interesting conversations with some of our clients regarding this because, you know, we would say, you know, well, why do you want to retire? And they're like, I'm just so worn out. I'm just so tired. I'm just so burnt out, they say. And then Nate and I usually counter with, okay, well, 
you're working 40 hours a week. If you could work 30 hours a week or 25 hours a week, would you still work? And a lot of times they go, well, yeah, I would. I just don't want to do that paperwork and I don't want to do this or that. And then Nate and I have to tell them because they've, they've been accustomed to showing up to work for so long and the rule followers, and they don't want to break the rules and be like, okay, you have the means to retire whenever you want. So we'll go in there and tell them that you want to work 25 hours a week on your terms and you don't want to do this, that, or the other. Tell them what you don't want to do and see what they say. We're like, you've worked there for 25 years. They're not going to fire you. And even if they do fire you, who cares? Right, exactly. You have the money. It's okay. Let them fire you then if that's the case. Yeah, I think people are afraid to ask sometimes. And you know what? If they're a great employee, if they're really as good as they say they are, which, you know, everybody's a great employee when they're talking to us. We don't know how it is behind the scenes. <laughs> Maybe they're being like, oh, so-and-so really needs to go. We have best employees for clients. <laughs> planet. But if you're actually good at what you do, you're so valuable at that organization, they'll take you at 25 hours versus 40 hours. And you know what? When you're, when you're older and need to do things on your own terms, you know, wouldn't it be great to get rid of this, that, or the other? Like, for example, I can't wait to get rid of compliance and I'm going to do it someday when I'm old enough. You know, that's just one of those things. Like duties that you don't want to do, if you can strip those off and make, make sure that you're happy at work and you can still be productive, why not ask? And for the record, we're still going to stay a compliant firm. Clint is just going <laughs> to try to have someone else do those duties. So just wanted to throw that out there. I'm just waiting for Mitch to become a partner. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> Congratulations, Mitch. Okay, first order of duty. You are now in charge of compliance. <laughs> it's only funny because it's probably true. Uh, Maybe somebody mark this date and time of this podcast so that we can reference this in the future. Um, no, I think it's a good point too, Clint. The, the, uh, we ask people sometimes, like, what if you could just not work Fridays? And it's, and it's as though like, the idea is so foreign that they've never thought about it before. And they're like, yeah, that'd be great. Okay, well, go tell them you don't want to work Fridays anymore. <laughs> you know, and, and again, what worst thing is going to happen is your employer is going to say, no, we can't do that for this, that, or whatever reason. And okay, at least you've asked, you know. And then, second of all, does it not help to clarify, okay, well, then if it's an all or nothing, I now know that that's the case. And now I'm going to start the clock mentally on when this is going to be um, the time when I hang it up. And I think that that's the problem is that people are waiting for a trigger as to when they should retire or when they should start thinking about it. And when we tell you financially that you're good to retire, that is not the time to start thinking about what you're going to do in retirement. We would have hoped you would have done that a year or two years or three years before that. So that's really the, the, uh, the, the purpose of the podcast today is get people to start to think about that this day is going to come at some point and it's not the kind of thing that you want to just stumble into um, and just kind of see what happens, right? I mean, it's different than just saying, we're going to go to vacation in this location that everybody tends to talk about and everybody seems to have a good time. We haven't done a lot of research. We're just going to go there and kind of figure it out when we get there. All right, it's probably going to work out for you. What's the worst going to happen? You're going to have a bad week-long vacation and that's that. This is retirement. This is not a week-long vacation. Yeah, don't be afraid to break the rules either. You know, don't let conventional wisdom, you know, be your only guide there. You know, most people do have a really hard time transitioning from 40 hours a week down to zero and then filling up their days. You know, I, I, it's been very difficult for my dad. I've watched it firsthand, and it's been very difficult for a lot of our clients. For some reason, mm-hmm. I think it's male-oriented more so than, than female-oriented. Right. Um, you know, and that's not just because I have a recency bias with my mom. I, I think it just see it more in general that we as men are conditioned to that sort of thing. I, I don't know. Maybe we just really like routine. 
don't know. And there's a link to, to health too. I don't have a specific study in front of me too, but I've le- read some things where your health, you know, kind of depends on like having some sort of purpose and, and even just structure throughout the week. Right. So going from 40 or in a lot of cases, people might be working, you know, 50, 60, maybe even if you are going 110% and then scale it back to nothing, your, your health can actually take a toll. And, and we've seen that, you know, there's public figures that kind of die in their desk or like football coaches, let's say when they retire, then they die within that next year, that sort of thing. And <clears throat> Like I said, I don't have a specific study showing that, but I've read a few different things from from reputable sources that indicate that's a big part of the the equation too, right? Have a plan because if you don't want, have a purpose anymore, right? Like that's going to impact your health. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the main thing to keep in mind if we had to boil it down to one thing to really focus on is you you can't. It is not healthy to live without structure. It is not, it's just not really in our makeup for the vast majority of people. Maybe, maybe for some it is, but for the vast majority of people, we've lived with structure in our work lives. We've lived with structure, even in our childhoods, um, trying to go into retirement and having no structure and not have thought about what that's going to look like is, is generally not advisable. So that's a, a good thing to kind of focus on. If you're having a hard time figuring out where do I even start? Just think about the things you want to structure into your day or the things you structure into your day now and start there. Structure those into your, quote, retirement or work optional days um, and then see how much time is left. Fill out everything else around that, i.e. working out, i.e. the errands that we have to do, um, you know, visiting the friends and family you want to and then build around that. Well, even this morning, Nate and I were talking about how if you go into a coffee shop, right, you can go into the coffee shop next door at, at Madison Chocolate Company or insert coffee shop here. And there's some regulars that just go in. Maybe it's for an hour, two hours a day in the morning. They read the paper. They catch up on the news. Maybe it's a book. Even something as small as that is something that provides a little bit of structure. Yeah. It provides your daily ritual, right? Kind of get off with, with a cup of coffee and and start your day with, with the news or whatever it might be, right? So even something like that, I guarantee all of us have seen some of those people in your local sh- coffee shop. Yeah, my father, my father-in-law does that, and he's partially retired, and he um, goes to the the local McDonald's and and hangs out with the guys there, and it's the same guys that show up every morning, and it just it starts his day uh, and gives him that kind of little bit of structure right away in the morning that he looks for. And if you look at what that is, it's really what it is is it's getting into a social setting with your peers. So you're getting out of the house, you're getting into a social setting, you're interacting with other people, you're working your brain in a cognitive fashion because you're thinking of the next joke or you're going through the newspaper or you're, you're just doing whatever you want to do, working your brain. Uh, you're getting physical activity. If you're walking to that coffee shop and even if you're driving to the coffee shop, at least you're getting a small walk into that shop. You know, the thing that I like to see about people that retire the year after they retire, I want to see them have two things. I want to see them you know, be in better shape than they were when they retired. And I want to see them have a tan because that means that they're outside and they're being active. Right. And that's a good thing. And it's not just all like they took a one year vacation. You know, people are like, oh, I'm going to travel. OK, well, that's a few weeks a year. I mean, that's great that you're going to travel, but you're not going to travel for 12 months out of the year. So, you know, what else are you doing with your time and physical activity is great. You got to be outside and be more physical. Yeah, and, and it's just determining how busy you want your days to be. Um, and some people want them to be very busy, like uh, Mitch alluded to. Other people want them to to be, you know, have a couple things to do here or there. But then they, they do like the idea of having a fair amount of time for themselves. But, again, just understand how you're going to fill that time because 
Um, it is something we see uh, quite a bit in this industry as we usher people kind of, um, you know, up to the point of retirement and then into retirement. And it, it it's a um, situation that uh, can turn out good or unfortunately it's a situation that can turn out not the way people want it to be. And from what we've seen from most of our clients, uh, it simply comes down to putting the thought into it, planning it out, um, and then executing on that plan, uh, you know, once you get to that point in your life. So, uh, we appreciate everybody uh, listening today. Uh, if you have any thoughts on this or comments, or uh, if you're retired and you've kind of, um, struggled with it or kind of figured out ways to overcome it, or just even have, uh, um, you know, rules of thumb or, or things that people can use, don't hesitate to email those to us. It's great to be able to share that information with other people that we deal with, um, that might be struggling with the same thing. So, uh, we look forward to talking to you soon on another episode of Give Me Some Truth. Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, Mitch DeWitt, and Keith Ponywaz are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not provide any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.